and all the time. The Lord is good. Amen. You may be seated. Thank the Lord for his presence today. We're so glad to see you, as a matter of fact. And I uh, will often say, when people say, glad to see you, I will say, I'm glad to be seen as well. And I thank the Lord for that. We have something we want to, I think we want to show it. Are we going to be able to show it? We are. Just hold on. Look at that. That is, that is a, I think is our, what we call our new soundboard. Is that uh, close enough? That is a beautiful thing. And uh, I tell you, it looked, when I first seen it, it looked like I was walking inside of a uh, great big old airplane in the cockpit area. Uh, of course, I've never been in one, but uh, th- that made me think of it. And I, that's beautiful. And we, we well, we, I see that, and I just think maybe I can sing now. But uh, we don't want to tarnish it either. But let's, let's give the church and uh, Brother Harold and people that have so worked so hard and diligently in making our audio online uh, media so special. Will you? Let, let's give the Lord a cheer on that. Thank the Lord. I tell you, I, I think it's very special that a church like ours has got the media uh, technology going uh, as it has, and, uh, and I do thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for you all. I thank the Lord for Brother Harold. He's flying up here, or will do something up here, and here he comes. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Yes, um, as Pastor said, that is a new board, so please, if you're watching online as well, give us some feedback. It'll probably take a week or so to get some things adjusted out, but um, if you don't have our number, you're online there, hit the contact button and you can email us, and uh, we'd love some feedback on how it's going so we can make some adjustments to it. So hopefully they're working the volumes. We're doing a quick crash course on, on a new board, so... Any issues, please let us know, and um, if, you're, if you're here, give us some uh, feedback afterwards, too. Probably sound maybe a little different, a little louder, a little less. Depending on where you're sitting, you'll kind of get different feedback from each area. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, please just let us know. A um, couple other announcements, though. Do remember, ladies' retreat is coming up, and you need to do your uh, applications, and you are uh, got to book your room. So you're down to, what, this week? 23rd. Okay. All right. So if you're even thinking about going, book your room. It needs to be done by August 23rd. Um, and there's information uh, on the bulletin boards around here and in the bulletin. And if you're online, you can get it at uh, org. So, um any questions on that, let us know. Other than that, I think we're probably good. We have a men's meeting coming on the 20th, so that'll be here at the church at 5 o'clock. Let's all stand this morning. Begin this morning with some time of prayer. I know we got some not feeling well. Um, I think George and Peggy were mentioned in Sunday school. So remember them not feeling well this morning. 
Is there anyone else like to make a request? Nothing. Okay, continue to pray for the church. Um, I guess if you weren't here um, last week, uh, Pastor Dameron, who was here two weeks ago, I know Pastor announced it last week, but we'll announce it again, um, pulled out of being the consideration for being the pastor. Nothing that was done here. He loved the people, loved the church. Um, he actually told him he would take it and then called back a couple of days later and just didn't think it was right. So, And that's what we want. God's working. So it'll get done. Don't worry about it at all. It'll happen in God's will. So just continue to pray. Pray for that. All right. Unspoken requests? Raise your hand. God knows. All right. Let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Thanking you, God, for opportunity to be here today, Lord, and uh, able to be gathered together in service here. ushers this morning come up got a few few people missing a, few, a couple of our ushers got a number of people out of town sickness and different things so continue to remember them this week as you pray but this morning the offering is second sunday so it'll be mission offering so it'll go towards uh the orphanage down in uh, New Padilla. I know if you're on Facebook, you probably saw some pictures they went to a zoo a week before last. They put some pictures up. They, they don't often put pictures up uh, for privacy of the children, but uh, they shared a few things. So if you are on Facebook, if you look at the church page, you see uh, a good time, happy faces of the kids running around. And then, of course, this offering also goes to Haiti, all the way to the church. So... As you give, that's where it will go towards, unless you mark it. Check something different. Let's pray this morning. God, we come to you again. Thanking you again for another opportunity. God's blessing this way, God. And pray that you continue to work there in Haiti, God, through the church, Lord. 
tons of people. There's a gospel there. Blessing director, leadership, and decisions and things that they have to do down there, God, the missionaries and those that are ministering, Lord, we just pray that you continue to use them and be with uh, the orphanage, God, down in Mexico, God, with Brother Greg, would you continue to strengthen him and minister through him and all the work that he does and watch over and take care of them. Pray these things. Amen. Worship the Lord this morning. Amen. He is worthy.
Thank you, Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. Savior that turned things around for us. Amen. Picked us up. Turned us around. Then we know. Call on him. He hears us. Amen. When When we call on him, he hears us. And he doesn't always answer right when we want him to or the way we want him to. But he is a God who is always at work. Amen. He is the same God today. Red Sea will part the sea for us. He will make a way in the desert. He is the same God, and he will do it again. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
Lord, for your faithfulness to us, Father. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated as our pastor comes. cheer for this wonderful music that we've had here today. Let's praise the Lord for that. All right. Praise the Lord. I've so thoroughly been blessed by the worship of not only the singing, but the music that has accompanied the singing, or is it the singing that's accompanied the music? I'm not real sure, but... uh, I'm going to move that because it looks like somebody's standing there getting ready to hit me over the head. Maybe that's the intent. Anyway. Thank the Lord. What a wonderful thing it is to be in the house of the Lord and to worship Him and to receive from him what he wants. I'm thinking as I said those words about all the places in this world where people are not able to experience what we've just experienced. I'm not going to say that we're lucky I'm not going to say that we're fortunate, but I am going to say from the bottom of my heart, Lord, I thank you for the privilege to be in a house of worship, to worship and to receive from the Lord what he has. I do not know how long in time that this sermon is going to take this morning. I very seldom ever know how long it's going to take. But the reason I say it that way is because of my title that I have asked the Lord to help me have today. And it is Waiting on the Lord. I'm sure All of us have experienced the concept of waiting. I guess one of the most prevalent things that comes to my mind is when you're traveling 
and you're tired and you're anxious to get there and somebody has to experience a rest stop and you know that every 10 minutes takes 10 miles and all these things go through your mind. And then I think about all the aspects of waiting while your husband is in the store or you're in the store and one of you is in the car or the vehicle waiting on you. And I have learned as I've got older that there's only certain seasons that I can wait for my wife when she goes into the store because it gets too cold for me in the wintertime, so I have to bundle up or do something. And in the summertime, I just have to go into the beauty shop and just wait and visit with as many long-haired people as I can and wait. Well, there's a lot of aspects to waiting. In Isaiah, this is an unusual slant toward waiting on the Lord. In chapter 64, verses 1 through 4, King James Version, all of my scriptures today, an unusual way of putting it. He, he really, this is King James uh, from the Hebrew uh, as Hebrew as it can be, as far as the application of words. Notice that they are, Oh, <coughs> that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. Now, I want you to understand that this is tied in, these words, these Hebrew words into English, they're unusual as far as this very common thought of waiting on the Lord. And I, I think I perhaps will give an explanation as I go along with each of these verses and give a repeat on this. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountain might flow down at my presence. This is Isaiah talking about the salvation and need of the church being able to get off of its cushioned seat and begin to do something we call action. And here he is, if you can look at it in a spiritual, physical mode, oh, that you would just get the heavens all shook up, okay? If you would just somehow come down. These mountains, these difficult things that are out there, if they would just melt and begin to flow out of the way. Well, why didn't he say it that way? Because it would take too many words to say it that way, I guess. 
and verse 2, And when the melting fire, here we go again, And when the melting, as when the melting fire burneth, the fire caused the waters to boil. Now, by the way, that doesn't mean the fire is going out. What it means is the fire is getting stirred and it's moving. And it is wanting to know that all those lakes, all those rivers, all those streams that are in your way, that the fire that you're pleading for from the Lord, that it is going to get out of the way, just as I wanted the mountains out of the way and the heavens to just rip everything up. And here he is saying, I want the water to boil, waiting on the Lord. And for the purpose of to make thy name known to thine adversaries. Of course it's adversaries. You don't wish that on your mother-in-law. Good. No amens. Well, maybe that's bad. No amens. I'll let mother-in-laws and son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws settle that. You, he is suggesting the heavens, the waters, all these things that are in the way, in the natural, spiritually speaking as well. He is wanting to make the name of the Lord known. He's in a hurry. He's anxious. As a matter of fact, he, he's really being <laughs> demonstrative about this in a special, a unique way as far as our words go. He says, I want thy name known to thy adversaries. I need your help that the nations may tremble at thy presence. Sounds like a little bit of Peter existing here when he stepped up and cut the soldier's ear off when they came to get Christ. And the Lord told him, don't worry about it. It's okay. I could have called 10,000 angels if, it, if I wanted to. It could have been done another way. In fact, Isaiah is wanting perhaps a little bit of that ear-cutting-off experience. He says, I want the, na- the nations to tremble at thy presence. I want you, Lord, to take care of this. Horrible, terrible uh, methods that might be thought of as far as nature goes. But he nevertheless, he needs, and he is trying to wait on the Lord the best he can, but not as good as he needs to. And he goes on and reiterates in verse 3, that when thou didst terrible things when which we look not for, thou camest down. The mountains flowed down at thy presence. He's thinking about all the times that the Lord has done a marvelous thing in the, uh, mankind up to his time. And he is saying, Lord, come, I want these nations to tremble because you are in charge. Notice the scripture. 
for, verse 4, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear. He said, he's talking to the Lord, and he said, Lord, I, I know man has not heard that what you can do, how you can do, when you can do, nor perceived by the ear, even heard what you can do. The eye hath not seen, O God, beside thee what he hath prepared for him that waiteth uh, for him. And here we have our subject, waiting on the Lord. I, as Isaiah is pleading his case, he is looking at the fact that God's people are in need of help. That they have not seen what God can do, is able to do. And he is asking the Lord to come and begin to destroy all the mountains, all the rivers. Oh, get everything burned up and out of the way so that God can have his way, his holy way. Well, of course, the Lord did not do it Isaiah's way. The Lord is and will do it his way. And so my thought continues with on how to wait or waiting upon the Lord. I want to go to uh, Psalms chapter 27, verse 14. And I'm talking about how to wait on the Lord. Here's the psalmist, he wrote these words about waiting. He said, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Isaiah needed to hear what he had to say, didn't he? Be of good courage, he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now sometimes, if we're not careful, this is when we'll go for Babylonian crackers. We just do not really want to buy into this waiting thing. I don't know why the Lord prompted me this way. I, I do have a clue, but uh, I'm not going to express that clue because that was just between me and the Lord. But I find it so difficult sometimes to wait I don't know why I've had years of practice. Oh, my goodness. And in fact, I've often said concerning my waiting, I've said to my wife, I said, you don't know which way the clock turns, do you? You know, and she gave me a little smart aleck grin on that one. That's good. That means I'll go home with her today at this point anyway. I don't mess up anymore. And uh, wait on the Lord. Aggravating statement. Think about it. Wait on the Lord. You want something done right now, don't you? You you do. You're not. You you just uh, you go to job and they tell you you got to wait on your paycheck. Well, that's not going to happen. But if you did, you just test your waiting to see how that goes. Just. When you're very hungry and you want something to eat, 
And the cook says, it'll be ready in a minute. One looks at the watch, a minute. Do you really mean a minute? Well, a half an hour later, it's just about ready. Well, waiting for that stuff. But the psalmist David, he, in giving, I got several suggestions as waiting on the Lord. And he, his is one of the most generic ones, if you please. That's not a biblical word, by the way. Of wait on the Lord, he says. Be of good courage. Don't get aggravated. Don't get down in the dumps. Don't, don't get down on life. Don't get down, period. He, the Lord is going to help you in all those difficult things that come along our way. I shared with Sister Sarah a few minutes ago that uh, one of the things I'm hoping to do or is it Emily? It's Sarah, isn't it? Oh, okay, I had it right. I, that I'm hoping that my body is going to get in better shape physically than it is today. Uh, I began PT, physical therapy, uh, a few days ago, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it not. And I, I, I realized that it's, it didn't get this way overnight and uh, aggravating on it. I know it's not going to get better overnight, but uh, I'm, I'm going to work at it and I certainly hope that time uh, a few months go by that this 81-year-old man will at least look like he's 54, uh, 81. Uh, and uh, I, I'm looking forward uh, to getting better, and I'm trying to be in the spirit, the mode of being of good courage about it. When the physical therapist got through with me this last Thursday, uh, I knew that there was another a routine or two or three to go through, and he said, no, you just sit there, you rest. And after a minute or two, I said, I'm ready to go again. No, I think you've done enough for today. And for the fourth time, he took my blood pressure that day. Fortunately, gratefully, it went down each time. And uh, the last time, it was still in the room. And thank the Lord for that. I am very grateful to be able to be able to do these things, by the way. I'm not being critical of them, but I am buying into the words of what David had to say when he said, be of good courage. He will strengthen the heart. What do you do while you wait? I love what Paul wrote to the church at Rome, Romans, the Roman people, chapter 8, verse 28. And all these are familiar words. You've heard these words. Sometimes they're disgusting words. Sometimes, obviously, as they intend to be, they words of encouragement. But listen to this and look at it because this is what you must understand as we wait on the Lord. And, you, and we know 
that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. There, there is one important thing I want to uh, mention about this scripture. And I, and I was guilty of this for many, many, many years. Uh, I, I can't count the years. I don't know. It's just unreal before I realized what I was doing. It was very common to say, now let's worship the Lord or let's do this. Oh, I'm so sorry about what, you, what you're feeling, the difficulty you're experiencing, and all these things. And we always responded that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. And I never, somehow or another, I was always leaving out that last phrase of that scripture, which is, I repeat, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, in our waiting for the Lord, we need to make sure that the Lord can get in the front door. We need to make sure that there's a clear path to the kitchen. We need to make sure that there is a clear path to our lives that the Lord is, we're seeking him for our help. To know that the Lord is going to work things out for us is easy to understand. That's said, that's black and white. We've got it written down. It's in tables all over the world. The Lord does care for his people, but he also is waiting for us to make sure that we are people that are called by his love of salvation, his love of direction, comfort, and so on. Yes, indeed, all things, are. while you're waiting, all things are going to work out for good. We just need to understand sometimes that we don't understand what good is. Sometimes we may not understand, and we've substituted the words that says all things work together for the way we want them, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says as we wait, all things work together for them that are called according to his purpose. All thank the Lord that we are waiting does not have to be so frustrating. Our waiting is dependent upon the direction of the Holy Ghost of the Lord working into and for our lives. Another aspect, and I'm going to go back to the book of Isaiah concerning waiting. This is waiting and prayer. Now, this is something you probably anticipated that I would get to, and I'm getting to it. Because praying is one of the things that we must uh, understand. Our communion, our communication, our back and forth with the Lord is solely, is so independent uh, upon our very direct relationship uh, with the Lord. I, I'm thinking of a story before I, I, I read this scripture. 
the story that I'm thinking of, uh, whether it was true or not, it probably came close to being true, was a husband and wife in the ministry. And they did not know what direction they were going to go in the ministry and their lifestyle. And then an offer came along that was too good to be true. But nevertheless, the husband, he being the head of the house, uh, he, he felt good about it as far as the secular part of the, uh, the uh, offer went. And so he went and told his wife, he said, I want you to go ahead and start packing the suitcases and getting things ready to move because I want to go out and pray whether this is God's will or not. Well, there's a lot of fabrication to that story, and there's a lot of of, uh, inflated uh, lifestyle there that does not include the Lord's direction. Now then, here is Isaiah's slant. Isaiah chapter 31, verse 1, waiting and praying. This is an interesting verse of Scripture. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. They stay on horses and they trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. I did not change versions to put this in plain language, but just in plain language, this is what is being talked about. The children of Israel, they went down. They wasn't sure about the leadership. They wasn't sure about what God wanted them to do. They did not trust those over them in the Lord. So God is saying to Moses, Isaiah is repeating this scenario. He said, these guys, they, they wanted out of there, but they were still friends with the Egyptians. And so when they went down to the enemy territory and began to talk to the enemy about a, a way out of the situation, they stayed on their horses. They stayed in their chariots. They did not look to, quoting the 31st chapter, first verse, they did not stay on the knees that I had asked them to. They did not trust me, the Holy One of Israel. Neither did they seek the Lord. I told you the story, the hypothetical story of the pastor who said, you go and pack the bags and I'm going to pray whether we should go or not. We do not look to the mammon of the world for our answers, for our directions, but we look to Almighty God. The bags will get packed, will get packed, whether 
the Lord says yes or no according to the story I have told. But I tell you that the Lord will tell us when to pack the bags. The Lord will tell us when that the horses get the go-ahead to take off with the chariot. The Lord will tell us what direction we need to go as we work, wait for the Lord's leading in this day and age. But does that mean we should be all in a dither about everything? How about that there is joy in the Lord? How about there is hope in the Lord? How about if there is rest? Oh my, there's rest in the Lord. We gotta, we gotta have rest in the Lord. We gotta have His confidence. We gotta have His comfort. Listen to what Isaiah had to say this in 30 and 15. He said, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning from all these dilemmas that we've been talking about, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and you will not. Well, I want you to understand the scriptures that the Lord is asking the people to do something that they refuse to do, actually. That they did not want to return and do it the Lord's way. They did not want the quietness and the confidence that came from having the faith to trust God. Our local church is in a is in a situation at this particular time where a lot of us folks don't know what direction of leadership our church is going to go. But I want to encourage you as you wait on the Lord that you rest in the Lord and realize that He is in charge, that He is going to take care of the horses that are going to take the chariot on out and to be in the land that he wants him to be. Wait and rest, the Lord said. There is another story from the Old Testament that I share with you. And this was recalled about Daniel, or David, in Second Samuel chapter 5 and verse 19. We're talking about waiting and acting. We're not going to to stay in bed all the time. There's going to be times that we're going to act. We're going to rest in the Lord, but we're going to act in the Lord. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into my hand? He had questions. You have questions. And the Lord, here's how he answered. He said, I want you to go up, and I will doubtless deliver the enemies into thy hand. We're talking about the obstructions, the unknown, the unseen. When we wait upon the Lord, he'll tell us when to rest. He'll tell us when to act. And as he told David, that we will be able to act in his name and go in his name. 
There was a song. I wish I could sing it for you. I don't suppose we got this, did we? We did get this. All right, let's get ready for the song. Uh, it's called Wait on the Lord. Uh, it's even got a bridge on it, hasn't it? Go ahead and play it when you have it. There's not a mountain too tall. There's not a problem so small that Jesus can't resolve. In time he'll get involved. Cause our God, he cares about us. So
I love the words of verse 2. There's not a light too dark, a journey too long to embark. Jesus will see you through. In time, he'll make you new. Our God, he cares about you. I thank God today that even though he made us creatures not necessarily prone to enjoy waiting, but he did make us to know that he cares for us. He is with us every day, and he is not going to leave us. He is not going to forsake us. He is going to be with you. He is going to be with you. Praise God, praise God. I'll pray the closing prayer today. Lord, first of all, I thank you for being here with us in this service. And I thank you for the most wonderful people on the face of this earth. Lord, I thank you for them. I love every one of them. My wife and I are so grateful to them. Lord, there is not anything you won't do for my wife and I, and there's not anything you won't do for all of these good people brothers and sisters that are here today. And sometimes, Lord, we wonder, we really do, we wonder what tomorrow holds. But Lord, may we never, never, never forget that we know that you hold tomorrow. Be with each one as we Leave here today, bringing us back at the next appointed time. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lift up thy name. Amen and amen.